Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the Spin This Podcast, a podcast where Aiden Claire and Sam Dow will discuss musics and things that are spinning. Notably, music things that are spinning. Yeah. And I am one of those two people, and that person is Sam Dow. And I'm Sam. Well, that's... Uh, <laughs> that's not accurate. It's, uh, it's well, falsified. Well, the, over the internet, everything has plausible deniability. It's, you're not wrong, yeah. but but you are, in fact, Aiden, are you not? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Notorious identity thief. Uh, <laughs> if you were a we no, get... wait, no, no. If you were a notorious identity thief, but people knew who you are, doesn't that defeat the purpose? Is your, uh, if uh, know who you are, like your secret identity or like an alien? No, if, identity? if people know your actual identity and you're an identity thief, doesn't that defeat the oh. purpose of being a notorious identity thief? Like, isn't it a paradox? Well, you've... Well, you steal identities to get away from from that uh, because you're everyone knows you. You got to steal an identity to buy yourself some time of uh, of um, not not notoriety. Yes, notoriety. That's that's all. Yeah, that's that's the correct assessment of the the the, the growing field of identity <laughs> thieves. Identity theft is not a joke, Aiden. Um, it's uh, a burgeoning right, field. So. Uh, before we get fully into like podcast stuff, I want to, on the record to say that before we started recording, uh, when you initiated the Facebook call and it came up with video, we were both very deeply disturbed <laughs> in a very similar reaction. I don't think either of us wanted that. It was yeah, uh, as soon as I see your face and my fucking face, I'm like, I don't want this. Well, immediately, actually, uh, before that. There was a loading screen and it said initiating video call and I was like, oh no, this is not gonna this is not gonna go well. This is <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that was fucking funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh we we both got to uh experience uh each other visually, which is something we, we both got yeah. to experience glory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something we both tend to avoid. Yeah. We we both tend to evade. <laughs> yeah. So I've got uh, I've got some tales tales that can be told. Tell the tales. I am apt to listen. As I've mentioned to you already, this was this was what I'm calling Sam's best musical week ever. Um, mm. But funny enough, these, this first story has nothing to do with music, but it relates to the podcast. Okay. Uh, so you were around for part of these tales because I was telling you about it this past week. I discovered from an ad on Facebook that you can buy a piece of land in Scotland mm-hmm. and that would make you legally a lord. So I, I, I investigated this further because if I could buy land and then I can actually be lord of the trap game, then, I mean, it, it's a it's a path that I, I, I was born to, to go down. Uh, upon looking at this... Uh, this the, this advertisement and looking into it further. I mean, it's it's mostly for novelty purposes. 
uh, and it costs forty nine ninety five uh, American currency, uh, which is about sixty eight dollars and and eighty something cents. Uh, so almost a really nice number, uh, but still <laughs> a lot of money for uh, for a novelty lordship. But I, I'm uh, it's something that I, I do feel passionate about about being a lord. Um, so. I encourage everyone to go to spinthispodcast.com slash merch uh, and you can buy yourself your very own Joe Pass, Joe Smash guitar pick. Uh, and as of like an hour ago, uh, you can also buy the uh, the 251 Jazz O'Clock t-shirt. Yeah. And uh, I recommend everyone get them because then once we've raised $69, I'll be a lord. Yeah. So, but it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there, Aiden. Okay, sorry. There's continue. more. There's more to this tale. Uh, a, a a side benefit of this of me getting my sixty nine dollars to become a Scottish lord. I uh, I looked into what would be required to become a vassal. So this could also be a benefit to you. Mm-hmm. So I looked up the definition of a vassal. Yes. Uh, a person became a vassal by pledging political allegiance and providing military, political, and financial service to a lord. Yeah. So once I become a lord, I you you pledge your allegiance to me, and then you get to be a vassal. And these are legal, legally binding contracts. Yeah. Well, so, so um, <laughs> the uh, I actually had questions about this because, like, I know that if you well, if before you were, your questions, okay, go ahead. I have one more piece of the story. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> Probably my favorite part of the story because uh, uh, I went grocery shopping with my dad this past week, and I was I was telling him about uh, about this. I'm like. So I was on Facebook and I saw this ad where uh, for $50, you can buy, and he like finishes my sentence for me. He's like, you can buy a piece of land in Scotland and become a lord. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I saw the same thing. I almost did it too. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wonder if both of the, it's like you guys are both trying to like buy the same piece of land. So it's like contested between Lord Dow and Lord Dow. <laughs> Or out the second, <laughs> we're both competing for like the same one by one feet of Scottish land. I love how you're gonna single handedly bring back feudalism. <laughs> <laughs> just like I, I'm just gonna provide you um, uh, uh, cheap labor and military might for all, for a, a country that I don't even have any allegiance to whatsoever. <laughs> Well, <laughs> this is so convoluted. Oh my god, it, it's a uh, it's been quite a journey. But I encourage everyone to go to spinthispodcast.com/slash/merch to fulfill my dreams of becoming a Scottish lord. And yeah. the first sixty nine dollars of uh, of proceeds will go towards that. And then after that, uh, you know, we'll just uh, we'll we'll look into more worthy podcast investments. Yeah, this is our way of fighting, fighting the man, fighting capitalism. We're yeah. bringing back feudalism. <laughs> like, but like, so what I'm curious about, they actually say you can become a Scottish lord by lo- by owning land in Scotland. You are thereby a lord. Yes. Really? So it is owning land in Scotland makes you technically a lord. That's crazy. So it's like um, it, it is sort of like the way that old feudal aristocracies worked like the aristocrats were the only ones who owned land really yeah and yeah. soon i will as well that's awesome <laughs> i i hope you yeah. you are uh you know egalitarian and just with your land and you don't like you know own slaves and shit but uh well technically it's, it's, it's you can do uh it's one foot of land 
One square foot of land, yeah. Wow. So um, it's it's mostly for the novelty of it, but also they plant a tree. Uh, it's going to be very hard to exploit labor on one foot of land. You're going to have to broaden out I'm there, just, Lord Sam. I just Sam. need the title. I just need the title. You just need the title. <laughs> yeah. And then well, every, anytime I'm filling out any form of application on something, I can put Lord. Instead of Mr. Sam Dow, I'll be Lord Sam Dow. Okay. I almost said Mr. Lord. <laughs> Mr. Lord Sam Dow. <laughs> Well, uh, I uh, I totally endorse your quest to become a lord and to have that as part of your uh, name. You know, absolutely. And and uh, pending uh, acquisition of the land, I uh, look forward to your vassalry. You, you should do something like call your land uh, like trap, trap game, game or something. Yeah, <laughs> is that what you're yeah. trying to do? Yeah, I got to be lord of the trap game. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I've got like a million things to talk about, but did you want to go th- for one of your uh, your things? Yeah, so I'm going to be somewhat sidelined in this episode because uh, I don't really have a lot to talk about. As I said before, I'm notoriously unprepared for this episode, but I do want to do a classic TM uh, Aiden rant. I'm See, I'm not really that much of an angry person, but earlier this week, I was angry. <laughs> I don't know how else <laughs> to describe it. I, I had uh, a fit anger? of anger. Uh, I experienced that emotion for uh, a brief period of time. Uh, it, it eventually it passed with uh, the elimination of the actual cause of the anger. But uh, n- nevertheless, the residual anger still exists. And because of it, I want to tap into that in order to rant. Uh, so what occurred was that, uh, you know, I have an Android phone. Uh, I have a, a Nexus whatever, Nexus S. It's a Google Nexus phone. Nexus Xs. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been a pretty good piece of hardware overall. The music player on typical Google phones is just called Play Music, as in Google Play. Uh, you know, ref- referring to their kind of consolidated, you know, store and streaming and all that shit. And uh, so, you know, I've been using it to play my music, obviously, for the past little while. But little did I know is that they decided to discontinue the use of the Play Music application. Now, they did this just totally unbeknownst to me. Uh, And what occurred was that they recommended that you begin migrating all of your music to YouTube Music. Now, Mm. I wasn't exactly sure what the mechanics of this would be. All I knew was that when I went onto the Google Play Music app, it said Google Play Music is now discontinued. So I had several pieces of music that I had downloaded or that I had ripped off of CDs or anything like that that I had remotely put on my phone, right, and was, were stored locally on there. And mm. what, what, what had happened was that once I had migrated or ostensibly migrated my music over to YouTube Music, which is their app, which, oh my God, do I have things to talk about. It was just absolutely fucked. For some reason, the YouTube Music app just has just doesn't know how to read metadata off an MP3. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with programming, but uh, the way that you sort things in, in uh, programming is that um, it depends on what type of uh, value you have. Usually it's just a number, like an integer, right? Which is, uh, you know, any value over one. Well, technically, that's a real number, but for the sake of argument, we'll call it an integer, right? But for some reason, a whole bunch of albums uh, that I had were were ordered so that it was track one, 
track 10, track 11, track 12. And I'm looking at this like, this is an abomination. For some reason, this caused my mind to just like disintegrate. It caused just like unmitigated rage. I, I demand, <laughs> I, I demand blood. No, I mean, but I, I was pissed off. Well, uh, now I have to search for some alternative. And not only that, I had downloaded several albums off of Google Play, uh, mm-hmm. which I thought were stored locally on the phone. No, uh, what, what happened was the stuff that I had remotely put on the phone or that I had manually put on the phone using the Android file transfer application on the computer were still there, of course, mm-hmm. and they were migrated over to Google Music or YouTube Music rather. But the stuff that I had downloaded directly off of Google Play was just gone. It was just not there. And I was like, that is a shit ton of music that I just do not have access to. So I frantically go back to the fucking Google goddamn Play app. And another option, other than to transfer music to YouTube music, is just to go manage your data. It lets you download your own music by creating an archive of the stuff that you've purchased on Google Play. Because most of the music that I have was purchased, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Very few of the music I had, you know, downloaded illicitly, unless there was no way to download it uh, in any other way. I used to download all of my music illicitly, but I just decided that, you know, I don't even, uh, you know, I don't even keep a lot of music stored locally anyway. So I might as well pay for the music that I uh, think deserves the money in exchange. And what what happened was is that now I had to download my entire uh, Google Play library. And I actually tweeted the, the uh, message that they gave me, which was to create the archive, it could take between hours and days to create this archive so that you can download it. It said, Google is creating a copy of files from Google Play Music. This process can take a long time, possibly hours or days to complete. You'll receive an email when your export is done. So you could not even access the music that you had purchased you had to, you know, have that music segmented into an archive that you could then download. There was no way to access it other than to access it on YouTube Music, which, oh my God, I'm not doing that because the YouTube Music app, uh, you know, you know, apart from what I've already mentioned, is just awful. Like it sucks. Like the interface is just terrible. Eventually, you could have. I was going to say you could have listened to your music in real time quicker than it would take for that archive to make. Yes, absolutely. For example, and it actually did take a long time. I remember going to sleep on Friday and then waking up on Saturday and then having to download my entire music library and put it manually on my phone so that I could listen to it. Now, to be completely honest, this whole thing could have been avoided if I had decided to read the writing on the wall and begin streaming music. The thing with me is that I actually, like I mentioned before, or I purchase albums at a very low rate because what I do is that if I'm interested in listening to new albums, I go to YouTube, right? Because it's free. And usually other than that, I'm just listening to whatever I already have on my library, which is stuff that I've already paid for. So I I don't really have any reason to purchase a subscription-based service Mm -hmm. because I I already have all that music that I want to listen to. That's pretty much all I have to say. Uh, I guess that's part part of the news that I have, which is that the uh, Google Google Music... Google Play (laughs) has been discontinued, and YouTube Music is now the App Franca. I don't know what that means, man. Applica Franca? (laughs) 
I, I'm just making uh, shit up using Latin. But uh, okay. anyway, uh, so I've downloaded an app that I actually quite like called Music Olet, which uh, I guess it is officially endorsed by this in this podcast because i'm, well, I'm endorsing hang on it. a second well I, I don't know i mean like i <laughs> i literally downloaded it as a you know a temporary means to an end i guess you could is it say. just a music player yeah or is it a, a streaming player. are you talking about musical it musical yeah. uh yeah it is uh just ostensibly a music player the interface is pretty nice oh so wait there's not like a, a native music player on android that isn't discontinued uh, well, no, I guess the uh, the native application now is YouTube Music. Even if it was going to be a 100% offline device, I mean, not that that's really possible, but in theory, if it was, you would have to have YouTube Music to be able to play local files from your computer having never connected to the internet? Yeah, or you would have to download some third-party application in order to access your files locally. Damn. And also, you can't even purchase music on YouTube Music. So, ostensibly, Google Play Music, like the actual store, is yeah. just completely defunct now. Yeah, that's kind of shit. Like, yeah. That's that's nuts, because especially considering you've put a lot of money, or at least an amount of money, uh, into purchasing from there, and kind of there is like, well, get your shit and get out, but we're not going to make it easy for you. Yeah, my rage over this whole fucking debacle... Uh, has been mitigated slightly by time, but uh, it just uh, it, it did annoy me. And it, you know, if we had done this podcast next week, it would probably just been something that happened. But mm -hmm. like I said, I do have some residual annoyance. You know, that still yeah. persists. So, but I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say regarding that. What I have to say is, you should uh, you should get Spotify. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't really I don't really have any use for streaming though. Well, just instead of having any files locally on your, like, don't use that music Olay or whatever, and uh, just listen to your music on Spotify. And if you have, like, the paid account for it, then uh, you can have it saved on your phone locally. So if you're not in cellular data or Wi-Fi, uh, you can just listen to it. Yeah, but that, that kind of defeats the purpose because I've already paid for all those app, uh, those all, all that music. Though. Yeah, but that was your fault. You purchased <laughs> something from a dead service. Well, I mean that that's but that's not an incentive for me to not use musical. Lit. Yeah, but then you could also like listen to podcasts such as the Spin This podcast and be able to download it to listen for non Wi Fi listening. But then, so this is my this is the issue that I have. And when I when I wreck you an album that you are not going to purchase but have to listen to on YouTube. You'd be like, oh, I'll just listen to that on Spotify because it exists in there. Well, I mean, I could already do that, though. I, I, I just Also, Algorithm Core, as you have previously dubbed it, you can, uh, once your album finishes, it'll play something related to it. And I've I've actually discover, discovered this week's Get Wrecked from, from Spotify Core. recommending it to me. The Algorithm Core playlist, which is just the algorithm. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I mean... Uh, I guess uh, Spotify algorithm core is just by nature going to be different than YouTube algorithm core, right? I mean, there's no real way to measure that, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, unless they have the exact <laughs> same algorithm. I would have never discovered this album if I'd been listening to it on YouTube. Probably not. But okay. that's a hypothetical future that I don't want to go down that path because I really liked this album. <laughs> you you, you don't want to have the alternate timeline of yeah. using the YouTube algorithm? Yeah, the, the timeline where I'm picking my Get Wrecked this week from YouTube algorithm core is the darkest timeline. Oh, okay, fair enough. 
Um, I'm not angry about it. I don't want to just uh, destroy Google. Uh, I don't want to uh, write them a very angrily worded uh, message on their support since, email. Since the service <laughs> doesn't exist, can you request a refund? For what? What would I request? For your refund? albums. No, I, I still have access to my albums. I had to download oh. them as an, as an archive. Can you download them forever? Yeah, yeah. Like if in two years from now, when Google plays a distant memory, are you able to still download them? Uh, possibly. I don't know. I mean, I, I have them all. Because if you paid up. for it and you can't access it in two years, then that's not right. I guess so. That is a good point, technically. Because, like, uh, I think I was thinking about this earlier. Like, uh, I, I was thinking before I made the archive that, like, I hope they let me download them because I've already probably downloaded a few times. And under the DMCA, you can only make digital copies of something a certain degree of times. That's why. That's probably why platforms like the iTunes Store, or I'm not sure if it's just all Apple Music now, but uh, the iTunes Store formerly, or Google Play also formerly, uh, you know, made sure that you can only download things a few times just because, uh, you know, there are stricter DMCA regulations concerning how many times you can make a digital copy of something. Although, you know, technically you could just make a digital copy of whatever a million times and they can't prove that you did right so yeah google's got a really good dmca status to them yes they do yeah for sure well i mean I they're, would expect they're, they're they actually do. the the shining leaders behind dmca yeah. and they set such a good example well i mean they are the biggest tech company i would probably yeah, i would probably wager figure out the metadata yeah, the biggest tech company in the world can't figure out metadata. They can't fucking read the goddamn fucking metadata <laughs> off a of fucking goddamn fucking MP3. Oh, 10 comes after one. That makes sense. Convert the string into an integer. I know this, and I have a grade 12 level understanding of fucking programming. Anyway. And your only fine of Onslaught never even was released. It's and fine. You know that. We're all fine. We're, we're, we're getting on with our lives. With musical, can, can I change the subject to something that was that was very positive this week? <laughs> Please. Okay. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you already, but uh, and, and this is uh, really uh, unless you count the Scottish Lordship as music news, mm -hmm. this is really the first uh, part of Sam's best musical week ever. Okay. Uh, so as I've mentioned, I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast before, but I definitely mentioned to you. There's a musical based on a Kurt Vonnegut book called "God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater." The musical was made in like the 70s or 80s. So it was written by uh, Alan Menken and Howard Ashman, who did uh, Beauty and the Beast, and they did uh, Little Shop of Horrors and other musicals like that. And uh, I guess not a real full cast recording of it had ever existed. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there was like a, a 2016 brief version of the show uh, where they... Uh, where it wasn't even like a real production of the show. It, all the actors had like scripts in their hands because it was just kind of a impromptu thing. But they released the soundtrack for that. Uh, and that was, pro I'd say it's probably my second most listened to album last year after Ram by Paul McCartney. And it's a fucking, uh, I think it's an amazing uh, soundtrack. And it's probably, it's without a doubt the most, my most listened to of any musical soundtrack. Is that why you really wanted to uh, do a musical episode? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah, that's probably. Is that why you really got into musicals for a little while, and then I got into musicals for a little while, and then it just kind of faded out for a little while. I'm not sure. For a little I mean. while. 
yeah uh th- this was like my gateway into the musicals yeah um and i'd never and like i'd listened to the soundtrack hundreds of times but i'd never like seen a version of the show because it didn't really uh exist in any form because mm. uh, it was such a limited run and uh, you know they're all holding scripts and stuff and there are some small snippets uh that were uh, like professionally filmed that were on uh youtube and then on monday this week uh i discovered that there was a whole recording of the full show like i i assume filmed on someone's phone uh from the audience but it was the whole fucking show and i watched that show and it was the best thing ever because i'd listened to that soundtrack without exaggeration a hundred times and uh it was great to finally see that fucking show yeah, is that the one and, that you and, sent uh, to me? Yeah, I think I sent it to you. But I would I would say it's the kind of thing that if you're not like um uh as into the soundtrack as I am, that you might kind of be not as inclined to watch a, a cell phone camera recorded version of the show. Uh, but it, it still was surprisingly good quality. Yeah, and I I recommend that soundtrack to anyone that listens to soundtracks. And then if you like that soundtrack, you should watch that show because it was on YouTube. And also read the book. The book is really good. I'll, I probably will watch it. I mean, I've been meaning to read more uh, Kurt Vonnegut other than my very uh, limited uh, readings of his thus far, which I think of the only book I've read of his was Slaughterhouse-Five, which is the one everybody knows. I think that's all of the Kurt Vonnegut that I've read so far. I mean, other than probably, you know, dot .pdf files that I've uh, read of, like, I don't know, maybe his short stories or something like that, like ages ago. But, uh, yeah. you know, but I mean, that, that's all of the uh, uh, understanding that I have of Kurt Vonnegut, because so uh, I, did, I had not even any knowledge whatsoever that it, that uh, this particular story had been adapted into a musical. So I'll definitely check yeah. it out. Like, I think it's it's the first collaboration between uh, Howard Ashman and Alan Menken. Oh, OK. Cool. Uh, and, and they I mean, it wasn't like. With it being their first thing they did, it wasn't an immediate huge hit. I mean, not not that it was bad or anything. It was just uh, their reputation wasn't as established as it is uh, as it was moving forward. Okay, but yeah, it's a, it's a fucking good. If we do a full musical themed uh, podcast episode, I'll probably uh, do a further dive into this. Okay, do we want to do some proper news? Yeah. Uh, I've only got a couple. Uh, so, so the the first news that I have, and I'll probably be very brief on it, uh, is that Bruce Springsteen had an album that came out on Friday. Uh, the reason I'm so brief on it is because I haven't listened to it yet, but it's called uh, Letter to You, and from what I've seen, it's getting some pretty good reviews, and uh, I will probably listen to it, and then uh, in, in the next episode, maybe we'll do some, some Joe, I, I'm going to guess Joe Smash on it, but I'd at least like to talk about it. Okay. Uh, and then the other piece of news, which is uh, another one of the aspects that made this Sam's best musical week ever, was the announcement of Paul McCartney uh, uh, announcing an album, uh, McCartney 3. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, uh, you actually had sent me this, uh, or at least a link to a news article where this was discussed uh, earlier this week. I, it was either earlier, earlier this week or last week. I can't remember which. But yeah, uh, it was, uh, yeah. yeah uh, it was last week. What I actually didn't know about this is that he is going to be playing every instrument on this particular album. Now, is, does he do this like regularly? Like, I don't really, I, I'm not really that. Uh, he doesn't do it regularly. He does it 
he did it in McCartney and McCartney 2. So that's why this one's McCartney 3. That's pretty cool. I, I can think um, of other instances uh, of artists that I know of who do that. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that uh, Sufjan Stevens is known for doing that. I'm not sure what extent he I does do that. It. Yeah, I guess technically I do that too. <laughs> it's a good way to make an album when you don't have any friends. <laughs> well, Wait, hello, am I, am I chopped liver himself. or what? Yeah, I guess you played on some of mine and I played on yeah. some of yours. But, Actually, I would say the uh, degree that we've collaborated over time has is increased. We've yeah, been collaborating uh, more and more lately. Yeah, especially lately, yeah. Especially since every time I hear something that you do that has uh, MIDI bass in it, I'm like, please, just let me play bass. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably be asking you to contribute bass more often because uh, I... I yeah. Uh, I like your bass playing, of course. Like if we do the spinster spundle thing again, like we did oh, a few weeks yeah. ago, then yeah. te- technically we will be collaborating again. We should do that like properly uh, next time. Like, but with like the old proper kind of, spinster spundle rules. Yeah, with the actual <laughs> rules that we didn't that I didn't follow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that'd be good. Maybe uh, by the next episode we'll have some. Yeah, I'm down. Um, but a little bit more for the uh, McCartney 3. This is, is kind of like my conspiracy theory of Easter eggs that I discovered. A couple days before the announcement, this was on Wednesday of last week it was announced. A couple days before that, uh, I was listening to a song off McCartney 2. The album cover is, is on Spotify and the album cover is there. But sometimes on Spotify, instead of an album cover, there'll be like a, a short video or uh, a little looping gif or something. Uh, as it relates to the album or album cover. And it was the album cover, but then it looked like a dice was being rolled on it and it landed on the number three. And I'd never seen that before. I'm like, oh, I didn't notice that before. And like, I assumed maybe that a rolling dice was somehow associated with the album. Uh, And then McCartney 3 is is announced and the album cover of it uh, is a, a dice on its side showing the number three. So, and I noticed this, this was several days before the announcement. So I think that he kind of snuck that in there uh, as like an Easter egg pre-announcement. And then the other piece of uh, associated Easter egg trivia, or I I guess at least just relevance to this. So on Wednesday, when it was announced, uh, I didn't notice this email, but I saw it today, but I got an email on Wednesday from Spotify uh, and it was like announcing the album and it says, uh, Paul McCartney made you something special. Thanks for being a fan. Paul McCartney has pressed a limited edition variant of his just announced upcoming LP McCartney 3 exclusively for you, his biggest fans on Spotify. So I take that to mean that without a doubt, I'm his biggest listener on Spotify. (laughs) Because I, I, without exaggeration, again, I listen to to Ram. Mm -hmm. At this point, I, I guarantee if, if, I could somehow access the stats. I'd be surprised if I listened to that album less than 200 times. Jesus. And I think that that was an email sent to the, because it was a limited, uh, I mean, it's sold out by now, but I assume that since it's a limited release and it was something being sold on Spotify, they sent an email to probably his top percentage of Spotify listeners, uh, which is why (laughs) that I got the email because I'd be surprised. I'd be curious if there is someone who has listened to more uh, Paul McCartney on Spotify in the past uh, two years. I want, I need to meet this person and find out what is wrong with them because there's no way that they've listened to more than me. And if they did, then how is that possible? Where did you get that time? Well, I have a theory. 
they used the the Justin Bieber marketing technique, and they just looped in <laughs> in their sleep. <laughs> they they knew he would have an album, and they wanted to get the early notification, probably like the slightly early notification that the, the limited edition vinyl. Well, it's like Brave New World. No, they they wanted to have Paul McCartney twenty four seven all around them. I mean, that's inside not a bad world. <laughs> I mean, he, he is a sir. You know, he's a, even above a lord technically. A sir? Yeah, probably. Well, right? I don't think they're mutually exclusive. He could own a house in Scotland. It'd surprise me if he didn't. Sure. But, I mean, uh, it's probably a lot easier to buy land in Scotland than it is to be formally knighted well, by yeah, the Queen of England, you can get it for right? 69 Canadian dollars. Yeah, but you can't get... <laughs> you won't be able to be a sir for 69 Canadian dollars. That would probably cost, That's like, true. 70 Canadian dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like we said, <laughs> and, the British Empire ain't an empire anymore. British to British culture. Yeah. And like we said, the Britbong Empire is not much of an empire anymore. So, yeah. So that's why it costs $70 to become a yeah. sir. Um, knighthoods. So get your knighthoods. <laughs> $70 for a knighthood? Has there ever been a, a time where the actual knighthood ceremony has gone wrong because it actually does involve a sword, doesn't it? Um, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Does the queen herself still do it? Probably not. Like, I would say that maybe for like, heavy. maybe for somebody like Paul McCartney, but like, uh, I'm guessing mm. that they probably just have some local, Lord. whatever the equivalent of the governor general or like <laughs> Prince Andrew <laughs> or I don't know, <laughs> not him anymore. Definitely not. But, uh, yeah. you know, some prince or or duke or lord I or guess. prince yeah like the musician yeah was he a lord or uh, was he a sir <laughs> <laughs> sir prince British, was he? <laughs> no, so, i mean his title of prince was uh he uh relinquished it yeah so he became he was, the artist so formerly, formerly known as prince so he wasn't uh he was no longer eligible to provide knighthoods sir prince symbol <laughs> <laughs> sir symbol <laughs> well and you, i can't really say it because you know the symbol i'm talking about the the purple ring the prince symbol yeah yeah i know yeah prince was pretty cool yeah he probably had coitus on many an occasion <laughs> i don't doubt it we're not doing joe pass joe smash this week i got nothing i haven't really been listening to a lot of pop music lately to be honest with you yeah uh did we want to do some get wrecked nerd I do want to do Get Wrecked Nerd. Get Wrecked Nerd. Yeah! Proceed. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I, I actually just listened to this album uh, earlier today, and I'm going to pull it up because the title is kind of long. So the album that I wanted to recommend for Get Wrecked Nerd for this particular podcast is a new album. Uh, I've been trying to listen to a little bit more recently released music lately, like music released from the year 2020. Uh, I haven't really taken the time to get caught up on music released in this year quite yet. Like I said before, I just tend to listen to whatever's in my library over and over again. But in this particular case, uh, I, I did listen to this album shortly after it came out, which was actually just a few days ago. Um, it's from the rapper Clipping, uh, which is a pseudonym for Devi Diggs, 
who uh, many of you will recognize as the uh, guy who played multiple roles in Hamilton. Uh, I, I still haven't seen Hamilton, uh, but I know that he is in it and he uh, raps like everybody else does in Hamilton. Now, I actually have been following clipping for a long time. And in this case, I can actually claim to some extent a uh, small quantity of hipster cred, if you will, uh, because I actually listened to Clipping's first EP when it came out, and it was uh, pretty cool. Like at the time, like I was just getting into you know, interesting music, you know, interesting avant-garde, whatever you call it. You know, it was in like late, maybe late 2012, and uh, been just listening to his stuff off and on, you know, there and again. Uh, since then, he released uh, a self-titled album, I believe. Uh, it's just clipping, uh, sort of somewhat abbreviated, in uh, 2014, I believe. But this album is called "Visions of Bodies Being Burned," uh, and it's, uh, it was released two days ago on October 23rd. And uh, what I particularly like about this album and Clipping's discography in general is the way he incorporates noise into his recordings, which is not entirely new in hip hop. Like there's plenty of other, in, you know, more industrial type hip hop artists that incorporate noise into their recordings. Like uh, Dalek, even to some extent, uh, you know, Death Grips a little, although their stuff is a lot more electronic. He also does a lot of like speed rapping as well, which is interesting. You don't see that a lot in more avant-garde hip hop. And uh, this album actually has a, a broad range of features as well. For example, the song Eaten Alive has uh, Jeff Parker, who is a guitarist from the band Tortoise. Well, actually, he played guitar on a few Tortoise albums. I mean, he's technically considered one of the past members of Tortoise, uh, who's kind of an experimental rock band. I guess you could say post-rock band. There's the song 96 Neve Campbell, which features Cam and China. I don't really know who those artists are, but they're uh, female hip-hop artists, and which is one of the more, like, great tracks what actually one of the more straightforward tracks on the album as well as say my name overall i have to say this album is just like like excellent like i loved every minute of it there's a just a real sense of brooding there's a lot of like more noisier tracks he does tend to incorporate a lot of like you know, almost subconscious like background hums and other kind of noises in the back of his recordings which kind of gives it a kind of eerie surreal atmosphere and uh, overall, I have to highly recommend uh, Visions of Bodies Being Burned by Clipping. Hmm. I'll, I will check out this album. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, the album that I wreck to you, nerd, uh, is an album called Mother Nature's Son by Ramsey Lewis. Uh, so this album, it came up in a Spotify listening. Uh, I don't know what I was listening to before this, uh, where it was the autoplay suggestion uh, or at least a few songs deep into the autoplay suggestion um but it was something of a jazzy variety because this is a jazz album so i don't know much about ramsey lewis but this album is uh, all the songs on it are covers of uh songs from the beatles album the white album by the beatles okay so there's uh, 10 tracks and all of them are songs that featured on the beatles white album so the you know you got like Back in the USSR is one of them. Blackbird is on there. Rocky Raccoon. Uh, Mother Nature's Son. Um, songs that I'm not particularly familiar with, uh, to some extent, of the Beatles. But that kind of made it interesting that I found 
like I, I now feel like I know those songs a little better because of this album. Uh, and some of them, uh, there's uh, some interesting stuff with like synthesizers in some of them. Uh, and some of them are, are mostly like piano led things with maybe a quartet with some drums and, uh, and bass and a little bit of guitar or something. But yeah, for the most part, uh, it, it's a very interesting kind of easy listening jazz that happens to be songs that were written by the Beatles. Cool. I was looking over the track list like, uh, you know, I I had a period where I was really into the Beatles. Uh, I haven't really revisited their discography much since. Uh, but back in the USSR, funny enough, was like one of the first songs that I like properly got into from the Beatles discography. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll check that out. That sounds actually very interesting. I, I actually love uh, jazz renditions of other compositions, like whether they be pop songs or uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff or, or, or like can more like, uh, traditional folk tunes, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, that's really interesting. You have wrecked me, the nerd. Um, yeah. Did you have a a SoundCloud shout out? Yes, I had a SoundCloud shout out. And, uh, actually there's a little bit of a backstory behind this one. Uh, the SoundCloud artist that I want to recommend is not really in particular a SoundCloud artist. He is just an artist in general. Uh, the way I came across this particular artist, who goes by the name Kai Engel, although that is not his given name, uh, was from a video that I watched that was extremely interesting called In Search of a Flat Earth, which is a video that attempts to address flat earther conspiracy arguments and try to uh, you know, address them scientifically and address them kind of more pathologically uh, and uh, actually uh, uses you know videography in a really interesting way. It's from a YouTuber called Folding Ideas, and there is a particularly beautiful scene where he what was he's doing is he mounts his camera on a gimbal and then he kind of adjusts it so that what you can see is that you can actually see the curvature of the Earth because you can see the horizon of the water kind of eclipsing out the tree line a little bit uh and in the background there's this extremely beautiful track by this artist kai engel that i've alluded to and that caused me to kind of look up his tracks now this track in particular is very minimalistic it's kind of really uh philip glass-esque um but a lot of the tracks on this album are you know, more chamber music. They incorporate some electronics. Uh, the album is called Idea, um, and it's uh, very much a soundtrack, very much, you know, incidental music that you can use, but also just, you know, very beautiful, very relaxing. Uh, you know, you can just put it on when you're, you know, doing some kind of primary task. And uh, and I, I don't know, I just, uh, I, I feel like it creates a very, you know, idiosyncratic headspace for thinking about stuff which is appropriate for its title i guess you could say um mm-hmm. it uh, you know creates a kind of contemplative atmosphere i guess you could say and yeah that's pretty much all i have to say the uh, artist's name is kai engel and the album's called idea all right yeah. so my soundcloud shout out because i actually prepared one this week probably not going to do soundcloud shout outs all the time but i i, I felt like this is one that goes back into uh, my history of uh, of SoundClouds. Mm-hmm. 
so the the artist or i guess the the account that it's on is rlg um who is someone that i discovered uh, back in our days of using the uh 4chan mew boards mm-hmm. the dark ages and it's uh, a collaboration with another soundcloud artist that frequented those same uh 4chan music board pages uh called radical mckickflip and uh, and there yeah. are two, and they were both people that I followed independently at the time of this being a collaboration that caught my eye. So Radical McKickflip was very much like uh, usually just uh, vocal with guitar, and I feel like a lot of his music was anime inspired. Like of uh, probably I don't know, couldn't even name the animes that they were referencing in one way or another. Uh, and then RLG was very kind of synthy synth pop type stuff uh and i remember downloading one of his albums and it, i i think i commented on his thing saying it was the happiest album that i'd ever heard and this collaboration is uh it's nine minutes and ten seconds long uh and it's this it, it's uh, it doesn't feel like uh it's specifically about an anime so it's inaccessible but it's a fun uh the lyrics are fun uh, and the synth stuff that's in it is so fucking awesome. It like brings it to like a whole new level of hype. Oh my god! And it's it's like a journey. This nine minute and ten second song. And like I I remember I guess I downloaded it probably shortly after it w- it came out. If something I really enjoy on SoundCloud, I'll usually download it because there are occasions where those people will delete their SoundCloud accounts and then just that music doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, so this was one that I downloaded back in the day and and. I think of every iteration of personal music device or phone. This has been usually in the uh, has made the cut of uh, of my musical playlists on my phone. So it's been on my phone for many years. Cool. And that once again is uh, on the RLG 420 account. Uh, Radical McKickflip. It's a mystery. RLG Megamix. He should buy up. Uh, um land in scotland so he could become lord radical mckickflip <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad idea for that guy so as we've now done our soundcloud shout outs usually we end the show here but i wanted to to do a few like uh post news things because i forgot to mention them earlier but part of also sam's best musical week ever uh i'm gonna announce it right now uh and if it doesn't happen then uh that makes me a liar but I'm announcing that I'm doing a full album cover of Paul McCartney's Ram. Uh, I'm going to do each track, and I'm going to do some version of cover of it. Uh, and uh, and I've already started working on an album cover for it. And I've, uh, I'm technically on the second song, but I didn't finish the first song. But uh, I've got a few things that are in pieces, but I'm announcing it now. And I, I hear what you're saying, but Sam, that album already exists. But yeah, but I'm going to be making it and releasing it. But Sam, Paul McCartney's got his own album coming out December 11th. Will yours be coming out on December 11th? Well, I'm not going to neither confirm nor deny that, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe mine will come out December 10th uh, to, to beat him to the post. Maybe it'll come out, uh, you know, December 11th next year. Or maybe in five years from now when I haven't finished it, people will ask me for it. And it'll be just one of those things where I say... It's still coming. You'll, I've never canceled it, but it, maybe it's still coming. They'll set up a GoFundMe. People will just pour like hundreds of thousands of dollars into this project. <laughs> and after like seven years, be like, here's track number one. <laughs> yeah. 
but the other last thing I wanted to end on, uh, I wanted to tease a future non-canonical episode of Spin This Podcast, uh, the radio special. Yes. The radio special is coming. We're still figuring out how to do this logistically, but yeah. it will happen in the future because it is an idea worth putting into actuality. And it, it, it may or may not have a special guest, uh, someone believed to be completely fictional, allegedly. And I think his, his appearance and album will be just smashing. Yeah. It is going to be hard to get this guest, but we're going to lobby. Yeah. You know, all of his, you know, his managers, his publicists, everybody to get him there. Yeah. And I may or may not own his guitar. So that would be a, a conversation topic. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. So in, in serious notes, though, uh, I, it's something that I hope, I hope could be a semi recurring thing in theory. Yeah. Uh, because technically, uh, the idea is it'll be formatted like a radio show where I uh, will have, we'll, you know, have a couple minutes of banter here and there, but, uh, the, the main meat of it will be music Yeah, and we would have to get permission from people to use those music. So it'll probably be some of our, uh, musical friends and, and SoundCloud people or, uh, people that host this podcast. And then, uh, yeah, we'll have a couple little radio ads in there as well. We'll have a, the odd interview, but if it's only this one episode, we'll have a interview with uh, an allegedly fictional character that hasn't been proved in a court of law. But yeah, yeah, that is coming. I would like to have that out. I mean, I'd like it if, you know, before the end of the year, like maybe a Christmas time thing. I'd be down for that. I yeah. would be down. So if you are someone that knows us, and has music that you want to feature in it in the non-canonical episode of spin this podcast the radio special then uh hit us up in those comments yeah thank you for listening to this episode of spin this podcast podcast where we host about music things and then aiden is here and sam's here and we talk about music and all the spinning 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 in the musical world and i've been sam down and i'm in clear hell yeah brother hell yeah brother